Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We're back for part two of the round four preview. This time it's all about the trades. Joined on the other end as per usual by JT. Good morning to you, mate. Morning, mate. It's a bit unusual. Normally we're um, night owls and we've got a beer in hand, but uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, it's not a mimosa, but it's a Barocca in my hand now. Well, yeah, the first time I did see this morning, you're, you're sipping on a, an orange flavored drink in a champagne flute. Um, and I just, uh, Assumed that it was mimosas, and I'm like, "Well, thanks for the thanks for the invite." Just toasting a great week of Supercoach, uh, ignoring Teamless Tuesday yesterday. It is, and I believe that you're uh, to make your week even better. You've got a, a carton of whiskey on its way as well. So, is that is that courtesy the Welders Dog, or that's uh, who's that from? <laughs> it's courtesy my own bank account, mate. Um, and it's definitely not a carton. That makes it sound a little alcoholic-y. That's just a couple. Is of it, little is it a carton? Is that carton 80% full as well? <laughs> Whiskey loot. Uh, shout out. <laughs> okay. Well, and also joining us this morning uh, is a guy that I don't think I've been on the podcast yet, but is certainly becoming one of our favorites, and it's great to have him back on, Benny G. Um, you're looking very, um, I don't know, I just stare at you right now with the Carolina uh, jumper, lovely glasses, Metrosexual was the word I was I was coming from. You got that side part and everything. Good morning to you. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks for checking me out. <laughs> I've got a, uh, a bloody Mary just next to me. Just um, yeah, you know, getting in there nice and early. Uh, my push-up challenge is over, so um, screw it, hey. Oh, <laughs> well, wow. well, well, well uh, it's a bit of a joke off air. We're on on Zoom and just looking at your uh, your Zoom. You've got Nick and Katie. Sitting there, so yeah. So, how long was it going to be to the Facebook changes, mate? To uh, to Nick and Katie's Facebook page, mate. Not not too long. As soon as we get married, the next day, I reckon. No, it's there for the our um, F forty five at home, and I can't get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think all you need to do is right click there, but I, I reckon you love it, mate. Anyway, um, we've spoken through uh, how our teams went. Uh, do you want to quickly to summarise, Benny G, how you went on the weekend? Uh, yeah, so what ended up getting? I ended up getting a 12.43 or something like that. Um, oh, thanks, mate. I had Turbo in the last game. I didn't captain him. Uh, I think early, early in the week I was like, oh, I feel like captaining him, but I'm, I'm a bit of a cat, so I'll probably just uh, captain Tamalolo and then I think JT made a joke about me being a cat and saying you won't. And so, yeah, so I just went down low low there. But 12.43 can't complain. Lifts me yeah, up. That worked out well. That worked out very well for me. <laughs> I'm, glad I, I'm glad I called you a cat. <laughs> Kept you yeah, within range, my plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 1,004 from sitting at the moment. So 
a lot went right for me. The only ones that went wrong was probably SJ, Asako, and I brought in Stags. So. Yeah, the Stags pain has hit everyone, I think. It'll be interesting. He's in. We're going to we'll talk about the trade-outs he features in there. All right, so before we jump into the trades, let's just uh, move on to a new segment called Ego is Not a Dirty Word, where we're going to talk about one player we brought in didn't work out so well or one player we didn't and we just need to, to move heaven and earth to get them in. So uh, let's go for the new segment. Ego All right, Benny G, I'm going to start straight with you. Who are you nominating this week? Uh, it's a bit of a weird one, but um, I traded out Jacob Saifidi. Um, it's probably not the worst thing in the world considering I was never going to play him, but that price rise, I think it went up like 70K or something. Um, yeah. that, that hurt quite a bit. Obviously, I didn't expect him to score a try or the game to go to extra time, but that just seemed to be the one that hurt me. I mean, I had a fairly... Decent week, yeah. And then obviously um, bringing in stags, but I think everyone did that. So that's that's my um, my one for the week. Well, I mean, you could really be blamed for that. Scores of forty four and thirty three. Um, someone had to make way. Um, but yeah, that was certainly a massive score against um, against the uh, the Panthers there. JT, who is your nomination for the week? Turbo. Right. Sat here the whole preseason, even last week, saying, "Oh, he's a dodgy hammy." Can't trust him. He's no good this year. And then he goes out and does that. So that hurt. He's uh, straight into the side this week. But yeah, chasing points as per usual. But um, I feel like I did this a few, or last year maybe. He had a massive game. Everyone brought him in and I broke him. So mm. we'll see. Could uh, do a repeat. But um, no, definitely can't sit back and watch Tommy Turbo run around like that again. So new owner. Yeah. So for me, it's a say, yeah, um, I've been. Rounds one, two, then all throughout the hiatus um, saying, nah, he's a bust. Um, you know, he's proven over the past few years that he's, he's nothing more than a, a bit player. And then watching that game on on the weekend, bloody hell, um, he was sensational even from the eye test. Just looks, he's almost their best player, to be honest. He um, he looked really fantastic. The, the line break, uh, I think, in extra time was sensational. It means he's got plenty of um, gas in the tank as well, which is good. So, Despite that 100k price rise this week, I'll be doing whatever I can to bring him in. Um, I think he's a must, um, and even can bring him into your second row with um, with scores uh, like that. Okay, let's move along to the main part of the show now, and it's time for the trades. Let's start with the trade ins, and the most traded in player uh, this week, as it stands, with uh, over 10,000 trade ins and 15 percent um of uh of all teams trading him in is uh Bradman Best. JT, I think you're one of the people that's looking to trade him in. What what are your reasons for going a week early? Uh, it's not really the points that he got last week. So the hundred is obviously um showing up there. That's that's pretty clear. But it's just definitely just because we've got to make two pretty much must trades next by next week and that's Harry Grant and Bradman Best. So going early on one of them, I know it's often the cardinal sin in Supercoach. Um you always wait for that guaranteed third game price rise but um, the guy looks like a gun I didn't want to muck around too much getting both having to get both of them in next week so pulling the trigger early so apologies to any other Bradman best owners in advance but um, yeah he just looked he looked like a a gun out there outside of his um, I think he could have sealed the match in extra time but didn't give the ball to Edric Lee or didn't give it properly and blew it there like rookie kind of error but um, yeah he just looks the goods so 
bringing him in early and playing him sort of out of necessity. But, um, yep, I'm just going early on him, Harry Grant, next week, and I can play around with the spare trade over the next couple of weeks. So, um, I mean, we, we Harry Grant sits on at number five in the top most traded in players, so we can... We can talk um, about him now, but what's what's your reasoning um, to not be bringing him a- ahead of best given that Grant is up against the Titans this week? Well, for me, it was the fact I've still got one more price rise, hopefully to get out of Jaden Braley, as well as I needed the cash to get uh, Tommy Turbo in at fullback. So it happened how's in there at the moment who we'll speak about. But to get him, I needed to trade out one of my rubbish, um, reasonably priced center wings, who's Jesse Ramian. Coming up against the mighty Cowboys this week, he's due for a 20. Um, so needed the cash for him. Um, yeah, best just fell into the category there. But I hadn't thought too much about the old Titans uh, that Harry Grant's coming up against. That, that makes me a little worried. But, um, yeah, to get Turbo in, it needed to be best this week. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. And I guess also with Stags out as well, it's a good cover there um, too for, for the week as well. Um the Knights do have two pretty difficult matchups, so they've got the Raiders and the Storm back to back. So I think people need to maybe temper their expectations with what to get out of best. Um, although you've got Ponga back, so um, Benny G, the the, the Ponga um, addition to the Knights could help Best's output as well. Uh, definitely, um, I think one of them. Also, the really good things about Best is his base points on the weekend. I think he was like mid forties just in base. If you take away all his tries and line breaks and stuff, he still gets a reasonably good score, um, especially for his 240 price. Um, yeah, like you said, he's got two really tough matchups coming up. So going early on him seems like a bit of a risk. But if you've got a bit of trouble on that center wing, you might just have to. Obviously, Ponga coming back in, he'll take, he'll draw the defense in a lot, and hopefully, he can just play him through through a hole or something like that. I mean. It, it seems like a win-win with, with Best. Uh, I think another thing um, with with him is that, yeah, it's I'm actually going probably from Stags to Best. I'm, I'm someone who's pretty keen on just using trades this year. I, I play AFL Fantasy as well where you get two trades every single week and it seems like, um, well, you pretty much get two every single week in Supercoach this year and I'm just going to be a bit ruthless. Um, even though Stags is back in two weeks' time, I'm definitely looking at just punning him. I don't want that much money on my bench for too long. So it could be Stags down to best just to make way for bringing in Cleary in next week as well as Grant. Yeah, okay. No, that's a very good point. Um, a lot of people traded out Ponga last week just with the one-week break and Stags is priced close to 500. So, um, yeah, certainly a, 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 something to think about there. Let's move on to the next player on the list most traded in, Isaiah Yeah. So, JT, I know that you um, own him. Um, so, probably you've made your decision to bring him in last week, I believe. Mm. Yep. Happy with that. Yeah, he had the massive price rise in coming. I didn't expect a 90-odd, obviously 100-odd. Helped with a golden point, extra 10 minutes there. But, um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it at the start of the pod. It's an, almost an ego thing now if you haven't brought him in already. Um, mm. He's at a much higher price tag. He's into the 500s. Um, but, yeah, given you can stick him at centre wing as a priority and just bank those 60-plus points each week given his um, current position, you're like more than welcome to do it this week. It's going to cost you a little more, but um, he's a guy I think people will need in their team over the coming month. 
Yeah, so base plus power last week, 96. That's just outstanding. And if you look at what he's done over the opening three rounds, 75, 63, and 96. So he's, I don't think he's ever produced anything like that. Um, so he's having a career year. Uh, and he, regardless of the super coach points from the eye test, he just looks like um, a, a different player. I don't know whether he's bulked up, got a bit fitter, but he just um, looks really good. Uh, doing getting through a lot of work as as we just said as well. Uh, Benny G, do you own Yeah, and um, is he someone that you're going to be bringing? In? Um, yeah, so I um I started with him in round one, so I was that's pretty, right. Remember that. I was pretty happy with that one. I think with JFH coming back from injury, I just saw him as potential 400k in the center wing. He could just give me. I think I was only probably hoping for 50 at most, to be honest, um, just to get some guaranteed points to start the year. I didn't expect anything that of what has actually happened, and he just looks in career form. Just stick him in his centre wing and just hope he keeps getting those 80-minute games. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that's what I mentioned. Definitely bring him in. Um, let's just jump down to the 10th most traded-in um, player at the moment because they play side-by-side. Uh, side. I know there's a lot of people tossing up between these two. So Kurt Capewell made his debut for the Panthers last week. He's traded in by about 3% of people. Um, he's priced where um, yeah was last week at the 400k mark. Obviously, there's a 100k difference between the two. Um, both playing in the back row for the Panthers, uh, and both available in the centre wing. So lots of similarities there. JT, um, what are your thoughts on Capewell? I know that he won't see his first price rise before next week, but um, is he someone that you're looking at? Um, and um, you know, what are your thoughts on him? It's a bit of a mystery at the moment because I thought he'd come in off the bench for his first game and he got promoted to the starting side. Um, I got plenty of minutes last week, whether that was through Billy Kickow's HIA, inflating those a little bit as well as the golden point. Um, obviously, he had a, had a massive game with a try as well, but he is an attacking second row option. And, and another one, like you said, he's basically yo last week. Um, the only issue is that you just don't know where he's going to sit. We've had one game to look at him. And it was a HIA-affected game, as we've said. So whether or not he now gets spelled with Liam Martin, who's on the bench there, uh, who can play through lock, it's, uh, or play through second row, it's a bit of a bit of a gamble. But um, yeah, another one like those second row center wing jewels are always handy in this game. Um, I think if you're feeling like you've missed the boat in 100k, you need to spend it elsewhere. Yeah, maybe you just do bite the bullet and get um, well, poor man's Isaiah Yo. Get Kurt Capewell in, but again, you've got two weeks, so you got this week and next before he hits a price rise. So, if he goes out and smashes it again next week, um, by all means. But um, yeah, I'd be keen to sit back and just have a watch. Well, I mean, you do kind of have next week, but then we've already said that you've got Grant and Best that um, need to be traded in, right? So if you if you're saving those trades to next week, you don't have a trade to get. Capewell in, um, you know, when he, if he does blow up. So that's going to be quite interesting. Um, Benny G, do you have anything to, to add on Capewell at all? Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at bringing him in as well this week with my other 10 trades that I've got. Um, so obviously he got 89 points. It was extended with his minutes with extra time and everything like that. But I think with the new rules, he's going to be probably getting a lot more tackles this year. Um, fast again, the, the ball, the uh, balls in play an extra two and a half minutes or something like that. Um, he did only score, I think, one try last year, so he's already hit his quota. And if anything, like JT was going on about Yo just doing everything in round one, that'll never happen again. <laughs> he, he could keep scoring tries. You never know. Penrith could be that team that just unleashes him his scoring ability. The only problem with Capel is that Kikau is so dominant, so they're probably going to go down his 
um, way most of the time down that left hand edge and they've got Crichton out there now which is who's a really really strong powerful runner and is Mansell out and he's on the left as well too so that left edge is looking very good so they're probably going to go down that way he only had 11 runs in his 77 minutes um, so it, that wasn't fantastic um, but yeah he did rack up almost 50 tackles so that's great so if you keep scoring he's a good option and obviously you can put him at second and, and um, your center wing at 400k so if he's getting over 50 points you'd be laughing yeah, I can just say with that rotation that um, he could be the one to make way for Martin and play around that 60 minutes as well. So I do like JT's idea of just waiting a week to see um, what happens with Martin back into that side. So Kakao has looked a different player um, this year, looks um, fitter, um, healthy. Uh, and, and if you're clearer, you probably want him and Yao um, out there for the full 80 minutes if you can. Um, whether Kakao can do that or not is another thing, but we'll find out a lot this weekend. So... Um, he's a player that I'm going to wait on. Okay, let's move on to number three, uh, Alyssa Katoa. So I think we all started or picked him up pretty early. Um, so he's a pretty obvious trade-in if you don't have him. We won't spend too much time on him. Massive negative break-even, I think, in the negative 40s. Um, so if you don't have him, definite trade-in, regardless of that initial price rise. He's got plenty of uh, ways to go and is starting on that edge and looks like a, a man against kids against those halfbacks um, right on that try line as well. Let's move on to number four. Uh, I'm going to hand this over to you, JT. Tommy Turbo, you didn't start with him, but you bring him in this round. Break even of negative, uh, f- uh, sorry, break even of 15, uh, although he does have a relatively tough draw against the Eels this round. Yeah, it's a tough draw, and I'm not expecting him to go 150 again or even ton up. Eels are a much tougher proposition than the dogs. But, um, yeah, that 15 break even just means, you know, if he does pull out another one of these incredible games over the coming weeks, his price is just going to become way too out of reach. So I think now is a great time to bring him in. We had Bear on the pod for the Storm lockdown one, and he was mentioning Pap for Turbo was his trade last week, which I thought was um, a bit premature on Pappenhausen but so far we've seen three solid games from him without actually getting over the line or going too ballistic like he did last year so uh, as much as I know trading Pap out this week for Turbo is going to mean that Pappenhausen goes ballistic I've just got to lock in the Teddy Turbo combo now um, when they're still when Turbo for me is still within reach so that's the thinking there. Um, he was, I think it was the Turbo-Teddy combo was going to feature in everyone's side by the end of the year anyway. So why not jump the gun? Uh, fingers crossed the hammy holds up. But, um, yeah, he's just – I cannot watch another game. I've uh, got and not own him. So. See you later, Pat. Get on him for three tries this week. Anyone that loves the punt? Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, the fifth most traded in guy is Harry Grant. So we spoke about him a little bit. He is obviously not on the bubble until next week. People are going early. The game against the Titans this week, um, understandable. Um, Benny G, what are your thoughts about um, his output? He seems to be sharing the minutes still with Billy Walters there, so probably going to get mid-50s. Did have the line break and the try last week, but I think scored around about 50 points just in – or 40 – eight points or nine points in pure base. Um, is he a guy that you would go early on this week with that matchup or are you just going to wait? Um, I Yeah, potentially. It depends what trades you've got planned for um, next week. I wouldn't go purely just for the matchup. Like you said, he's, um, his main role would just be having 50 tackles a game if he can, which is what he pretty much got in the last game. Um, and he only took, I think, 
five runs altogether. But obviously that U6, again, rule will probably quicken up play the ball. So against the Titans is probably the best team to, to see how good he goes. So, I mean, if if your trades for next week lead you to needing to bring him in this week, it's not the worst option in the world. I can definitely see some attacking returns against a poor Titans outfit. So it's not the worst option. I think I think a lot of other people just have more issues in their centre wing and probably have Blake Braley, unlike Jaden Braley, what JT said earlier, um, in their second hooker position. So they'll probably want another extra 40k out of out of Blake. It's just another Sharks player that plays in the front row, JT. I mean, at least they're the same name this time. Jeez, how long were you going to wait and sit on that one for? Yeah. All right. <laughs> you kept talking last time. I couldn't butt in. It's hard with the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> There's a race yeah. hand icon on the Zoom. We worked that out before, isn't it? Black one. Anyway. There's a race hand, yes. Um, so I, I um, yeah, I agree with everything. I, I well, So Bradley's still got a bit of cash to, to earn here, but um, he's just pottering away. So um, if you can go early on Grant, um, potentially there's another try and line break in store against uh a pretty much a second grade side that he's going to be playing up against um, uh, in the, in the Gold Coast, um, but uh, but yeah, uh, he's one of the, the the guys that I'll be looking to potentially trade in just because of that matchup. I need points, so um, that's kind of the way I'm, I'm looking at that. Let's move on to the Raiders. George Williams had a, a really good game last week, um, but uh, only really produced the sixty only produced sixty nine points, and that follows on from scores of fifty eight and thirty four. So um, I watched, didn't want to get to watch too much of this game, but what I did see is that he looked really, really good. But just maybe the super coach points aren't quite there. He, he's not kicking goals. He, um, JT, what about you? Is he someone that you, you'd be looking to bring into your side? No, I don't think so. I think um, again that mid range sort of price. Um, but the fact he did it against the Storm, I think, is the key thing. So it's not just any old opposition he carved up. And I think he did it in round one again against the Titans. So he's definitely got a, a good running game that'll lend itself to you know the line breaks and the try assists and all that sort of stuff. But it doesn't look like a guy that's going to bang out you know a ton, uh, especially given you've got Jack White in there as well, who uh, wouldn't want him to be steering the ship around. I'd imagine he'd want to get back in. Um, be the one in charge but yeah George Williams if you started with him you know fantastic he'll churn out a few price rises um but doesn't have keeper written on him and I don't think you should be bringing him in at this stage I think there's too many other key sort of uh, areas there but yeah good signs he's, I think he's the first English uh backline player that we've seen in years that's uh kicked on in the NRL so well, so far good on him Okay, let's just have a very quick break there uh and then we'll come back uh to finish off our trading targets Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so we're going to move on to Ben Hampton now. Um, JT, I know that you jumped on him last week as a, a good Cowboys fan would do. Um, are you moving on from him now that you've seen the price rise? Or are you just going to hold on to him for a couple more weeks? I actually had him from round one, like any good Cowboy. Oh, wow. <laughs> First week I played him was last week. But, um, yeah, I think he's, uh, what, been backline cheapy of the year so far. He's uh, got a negative break even this week. All he does is fall over the line. So he doesn't do the hit-ups. He will get a 15-point game at some stage. But, as of right now, the Cowboys are favouring his side well and truly. So coming up against, I think he'll be matching up against Mulatalo this week um, out on the right edge for the Sharks. So, yeah, they looked a bit shaky last week against the Tigers. So, yeah, I'm happy to stick him in the starting side again this week. But, um, yeah, he's still got a lot, a lot to grow. So mm. I don't know. And uh, and having Vel Holmes pass him the ball as well is um, certainly going to be great for his super coach output. Benny G, what about you? Uh, yeah, so I I mean I started with him, then I traded him out after round one, and then I brought him in back oh. last week. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I'll probably look at starting him for the next three to four games. I probably won't get rid of him. Um, like you said, that link up with Vel Holmes is just key. Um, quick ball out to drink water, out to Val, and then over to um, cut out pretty much to to Hampton. I mean, yeah, he's coming up against Ronaldo, and then got he, they're playing New Zealand the week after that, and then they're playing the right edge defense of the Tigers. So I can just see points. He's, he doesn't really have to do much, even though he still likes to take um, a fair few hit ups each game. His base was probably a little bit low in last game, but the two tries it doesn't really matter. As long as the Cowboys still carve up that left edge, you should have points. Okay, let's move along to um, a guy that's been absolutely sensational this year so far in Ryan Madison, a player that I don't have that I'm definitely looking to, to bring in. Um, but just having a look at his draw that's ahead, um, and if you have a look at who the Eels have played so far, um, so they've obviously played the, the Broncos last week. Uh, and then they've all, and they've covered the Bulldogs and the Titans, so that's a very very easy start to the season. Some big scores there. He's getting plenty of attacking stats. His base is hovering around that sixty to seventy mark. Up ahead, he's got the Seagulls, Panthers, uh, Roosters, and the Raiders. So that's a pretty tough draw for uh, for the Eels to to come. Um, so those attacking stats might not be there. Um, is he a must trade in? At the moment, JT, do you think with that draw, and would you be looking to bring him in to shore up your second row, uh, or would you be looking to get some more upside players in, in other positions? Yeah, just, I guess it just depends. If you've already gotten a fair few cheapies in, um, you're eyeing off some price rises going forward. Um, it wouldn't hurt to focus on a guy that's going to bank you some big points this week in a week that Taumalolo is out. So, I mean, looking at my second row, I'm not going Madison, but... Um, just getting Turbo in as a priority. But looking at the second row that I'm running, it's you know, Carrigan, Torhu Harris, and Cohen Hess, um, along with Katoa in reserve. So not a lot of um, yeah massive points in that lineup there. A couple of them might fall over the line or something. But, um, yeah, if you're running skinny with a guy like Lolo on your pine, then um, yeah, maybe you just do bite the bullet and get Ryan Madison in because he's a keeper this year. 
So regardless of matchups over the coming weeks, you mentioned his base hovering around that 60 to 70 point mark. That's gold. And you know he's an attacking gun, so he'll find the line or put someone over it eventually. So yeah, I reckon he's a, he's a good shout this week if you don't have other priority. Yeah, look, I'm just looking at his break even now as well. It's hovering right around that. The, that does seem to change throughout the week a little bit, but around that 40 to 50 mark. So I don't think his price is going to go too crazy over the next couple of weeks. It really is the points. Um, but for me, I'm, I'm kind of looking at somebody like uh, bringing, making sure that I have a, 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 um, a Tedesco for for next week against the Bulldogs and, you know, whether it's better me spending my money on that rather than bringing in, as you said, a, a locked-in basically 60 to 70 points. Um, Benny G, what are, what are your thoughts on Matto? Yeah, so the key words out, he's just said is was a locked-in 60 to 70 each week. I think he has to be one of the highest um, valuable targets to bring in for sure, especially with Lolo out this week. I mean, listening to, to JT's second row, it didn't sound too great. I mean, it, potentially it could it could score lots of points, but I guess the way I set up my team, I need some pretty solid second rows in there to give me that base points and then hopefully take a bit more of a risk in my backs to try and score a few tries. So I think he has to be definitely one of the, the people you bring in. I'm not expecting a 99 each week. I'm expecting 60 plus at least. And he, I mean, his mm. base, his just ordinary base runs in, um, and tackles is about 50. Um, but he's got that offload game, and yeah, I just think he—he's one of the top two or three second row targets. He should be bringing him in, and I mean, he's—he's he's priced at premium, but that's the points that you're going to get. So just just have a look at those guys that he's coming up against in the next next couple of weeks. So you got Manly. I think they rank tenth overall for the fewest points conceded to second row forwards, um, and then you've got the Panthers, and I think they're ninth. Um, and then you've got the Roosters, um, who had a, a pretty poor start to the season, and they they've conceded six amount, most amount of points to um, to second row forwards, and they do concede um, typically quite a few points, um, more so down the middle. So that'll be interesting to see how it goes against over the next three weeks. But yeah, I think we're pretty bang on with a base like that. You could expect that he's going to uh, be the main um, culprit of points at. Um, at the Eels, uh, along with, say, a Mitchell Moses or a Dylan Brown. Um, okay, let's move along to um, Josh Mansour, who um, he's pretty. He's another guy on my ego um, list, um, although I um, didn't say that he was rubbish as a guy that I'm really disappointed that I didn't start the season with because, um, I mean, JT, you probably would have heard me talk about him a couple of times and even wrote it in the article that we had at... Um, a few weeks ago about our top five trading targets and contribution from the any NRL Supercoach Talk um, contributors, and he was my pick, uh, didn't go with him. Uh, he's been outstanding um, this year. Uh, base of 42, 55, and then 69. Incredible for a centre wing. Um, 487K, JT, is he on your list as a trade-in target, or do you think you've, you've missed that for now? Oh, man, it's it's just so tough trying to squeeze him in, and I'm sad I didn't do it last week. I fully agree there, but yeah, he's just and he still can't find the line. So it's incredible the base that he's pulling out there, and he looks like the Mansour of a couple of years ago, pre uh, I think it was his knee injuries, and that he's just busting tackles, looking like he's offloading. Um, and I think back in those days, he was floating up near the 600k mark at his best. So still got plenty of room to grow as well. Um, yeah, I think I'll just unfortunately have to miss the boat on him and you know i'll probably end up getting him down the line for that 550k mark uh, later in the season and you know that's nothing to sneeze at either um he's a guy like him and nofo that are just killing it this year 
um, while we're trying to churn out the last few couple of price rises with, you know, Willie Army and eight, um, bloody Lomax and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I'd love to get him in, but um, just got to shore up some other positions. But, yeah, he's a tough watch as a non-owner. Yeah, so I would love to, but I think that I've got to go with Yao um, ahead of him um, just as a bit of a more guaranteed points, although he just looks like a different player this year than what he has been over the last couple of years. I think that wraps up all our trade-in targets uh, for the week. Kurt Capel, we've already done. Should we move on to the, the trade-out players, guys, unless there's anybody else in particular you wanted to throw in the ring um, as a, a possible trade-in target that's been overlooked? Oh, definitely Torhu Harris by the year. Oh, is he going? Is he is he going to play lock every round? That's the big thing, I guess. JT, uh, I have no idea what was going on last week. I just saw him out in the middle, um, named at second row. But yeah, we'll see. He got a obviously the Warriors completed you know forty six sets, so he's going to have the ball in hand a lot more. And uh, the Dragons threw everything through the middle, so a lot of tackling. Yeah, I don't expect that every week. But, um, yeah, we know Harris, is a he's got pedigree in the game. He's about 900 people own him. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be jumping on him. But, uh, yeah, one to watch for anyone out there down the line. So just um, two players that I'm going to throw out there for you both to comment on. The first is Cameron Munster, who I started the season with, traded him out um, last week. Uh, very, very annoyed um, with that. So he comes up against Souths and the Knights over the next two weeks. He's one of the players that looks to have really benefited from the six again rule. Um, uh, don't think he, what he had about uh, just 55 and base again, but just uh, heaps of creative and tackle breaks and everything. So he, I think he's going to benefit. And if you look how um, shallow that 5'8 position is this year, it's basically him and just Sean Johnson. And, and I can't really trust the Sharks um, this year. They just look all over the place. Uh, and Johnson scored, what, in the 20s? Um, last week, albeit does have a, a nice, handy, easy draw ahead. Um, he's a player that I'm looking to bring in as soon as possible again, Munster, um, and, and maybe for, for drink quarter this week. Um, with, with drink quarter, probably has one more price rise to come. Uh, the other guy uh, is James Tedesco, who faces the Broncos and then the Bulldogs. After that Bulldogs game, if you don't own him, you might not be owning him for basically uh, the, half the season. He's going to be priced over 800K and almost impossible um, to bring in. So um, 750k now, it's a lot of money, but um, he looks set for a huge couple of weekends. Uh, could really separate you from the pack if he puts on 200 plus scores there. Benny G, what are your thoughts on those two guys? And then I'll let you um, throw any other names into the ring. Yeah, so I had three uh, other notables that I was going to mention and you just covered two of them. Uh, Munster and Teddy, they both did the same thing. They run at the line and they just push off the defender and get a tackle bust. And they get like sometimes 10 tackle busts a game and 20 points. It's just like easy, easy points. They do the same thing with the new rules. It's just going to be a lot more ball in the hand. It's going to be tiring defences. Like it's going to be frightening. So if you don't have those two in the next coming weeks, yeah, you might be left behind, especially Teddy. I'm surprised he's not one of the – I mean, there must be so many people with him because I thought he'd be on the top 10 trade-in targets for sure. Um the other one's a little bit outside the box. Or he's, he's in the centre wing. It's a bit expensive. I think I spoke a bit a bit about him in the preseason. But Daniel Tupo, um, 23 runs for 209 metres. Uh, now he's playing outside Josh Morris, I think. Um, Morris just has that ability. It's kind of like when he was with Sione Katoa in those first two rounds. He has the ability to draw in the centre and the wing and just pop a pass out to, to Tupo run down the line. 
um, the first try on the weekend for the Roosters was just like vintage Tupou. Just it used to be Cronk, now it's Kiri just popping up a bomb. He's always going to be the person to to grab that ball in the air and just put the ball down. So I can't remember what score he got on the weekend, but I think it was in the high 80s or something like that. He's worth over 500k, so you've got to pay for him. But the Roosters looked great against the Rabs. I think they could go on a roll and he could score heaps of points, him and Teddy. So just on Tedesco quickly, I mean, um, I really want to bring him in, um, but I, you made a very good point before, JT. Um, Pappenheisen's just that kind of player that he could put on 120 this week and next quite easily, right? Um, a very similar player to Tedesco, um, um, but just obviously nowhere near as good right now, but just super quick. Um, he's going to get involved a lot, breaking lots of tackles. So um, that's probably the reason why I might just um, do some other moves and hold on to Papanusen, I think, because um, he could just go large any week, particularly over the, uh, particularly this week against the Souths. And then they've got the Knights, um, who while they put up a really good performance against the Panthers last round, I think they're, um, there's plenty of points to be scored against them. Um, the one player I'm looking at, and this is a bit controversial, but you've got Kalen Ponga. Up against the Raiders and then up against the Storm. Um, so if you're a Ponga owner, do you do you then just make a straight switch to Teddy if you don't own um, JT? Oh, if you didn't get rid of him last week, given he was missing the round, uh, I think yeah, you've you've held on to him for a reason. So he can go up there as well. It doesn't really matter his opposition. He always seems to find a way over. So uh, if you've stuck it out this long, you'd be seeing out the next month or so with him. He's, I mean, he's not, like you said, with Pappenhausen, he's a guy that can pull out a massive game at any time. So you've just got to take that punt. Yeah, yeah, don't disagree. Um, and uh, I think we're, that's it with all our trading targets for now. Let's move on to uh, the most traded out players. Um, let's start with Pappenhausen because um, he's the second most traded in play, player after Liam Knight. Um, Benny G, um, do you agree with that or would you be uh, telling people who are making that trade and they're probably doing the Papanusen to a best or uh, Tommy Turbo, it seems to be the popular move this week. Um, what would you say? Um, well, either way, I can understand what people are doing. I think everyone's getting rid of him, either going to Turbo or Teddy, whoever they don't have. Um, but then I've got him and I'm going to keep him because I like his matchups coming forward. And I think, I mean, he was, I don't know how they didn't call that try, <laughs> try on the weekend, but mm. I can't remember what he scored, mid-50s, gets that, that's like mid, like low 80s or something like that. So he's got the potential. He's, he's yeah, he definitely can get the points that Turbo and Teddy, or maybe not Turbo, but that Teddy can get, although Tur- Teddy will just get it at a more consistent, consistent rate. So, I mean, I can understand why they're doing it, but I'm probably just going to hold on to him. I think I've got a few other problems elsewhere at the moment. Yeah, I'm pretty keen to um, – I'm thinking about just putting a straight captain on um, Paps this week. He's, um, well, um, just going for it, I reckon he's going to knock out a ton. Um, I, I, I I can see the Storm having a huge game. Um, shocking performance last week and Bellamy – uh, would have been straight into them, and so would Cameron Smith and some of the older guys. And I can, I can see them bouncing back massively and and putting a pretty big score on on the Rabbitohs is, is what I'm seeing. Uh, what about you, JT? What are your thoughts? Oh, I like that, man. You're zigging while everyone else is zagging. So no, fantastic. I've said like this is classic super coach. He's had three solid enough games, and now everyone's trading about, including myself. Um, probably right before his massive breakout one, but. Um, yep. For mine, anyway, I just had to bring in the Teddy Turbo combo. So I, I'm, I'm 
prepared for a Pappenhausen show. As you said, there's so much, so much riding on the storm now. After a poor performance, we know how they always turn up. So, no, I love that play, mate. Uh, fantastic one. You'll be very pod captain-y. Uh, let's move on to the third most traded out player, Katoni Staggs, after being the, the number one traded in player last round. has only gone up in price by 46K. So that's kind of why I'm thinking, um, for me, I'm going to hold him. Um, it, 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 although we have a trade every week, basically now, um, he's probably a player that it has so much upside in, in Supercoach. And I think that um, when you look at what your final centre wings are going to be, I still still believe he's going to be in the top four centre wings that you're going to want to own, just in how explosive he is. Um, Benny G, I think that you were saying that you were going to trade him out. So do you want to maybe just talk through that a little bit? Yeah, so I guess with um, pretty much us having two trades each week, much like sitting Ponga on your bench last week, probably. Oh, I mean, a lot of people were doing the Val Holmes or moving to a different fullback, and they would have really benefited from having points on the board rather than just stacking stashing some cash or something like that. I think just having um, Katoni Staggs and the amount of money that he has on your bench, I mean, it really depends on what your other centre wings are like. But I think, yeah, I just need to make the most of the money at this stage. And if I can trade him down, um, get a bit of cash, I can then afford to bring in Cleary next week, who I'll be trying to target in. So I think that's the way I want to bring Cleary in with his low break even for next week. So I think he just has to go. I mean, I could always bring him back next week if I wanted to, if I didn't want to go down that path. But I think we've got the trades to use them this year. I don't think, I think it's a lot different to past seasons where you really had to savor your trades. But I think you could just use them. And now that Lolo's gone down, I've got to, I can't have them both just sitting on my pine. My points will suffer too much. So, so, um, just with Cleary, how are you going to be bringing him into your side next week? He's only available in, in the halfback position. Um, so I've got SJ at halfback at the moment and then Drinkwater and George Williams um, in 5.8. So I guess it could be any one of those three, really. I mean, if I use the money well, I could probably even move Billy Walters out, who I've got in halfback as well. Um, so, yeah, if I move him down, if I move Stags down to best and – make a little bit of money elsewhere, um, I'll, I'll have four or 500K in my bank. So I'll be able to probably just move, yeah, someone like Billy Walters straight to Cleary if I wanted to keep the other three. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because that, that, that matchup looks a bit, a bit challenging there. What he's going to be playing um, the Eels and then it's got the Storm back-to-back. Um, and both of those sides look like they're going to be pushing for top two, top four at least um, this year. So, um I've got Moses in my at halfback, and um, it's a bit of a waste of trade, I think, to go from him to Cleary. Um, but in saying that, Cleary just could be a class above this year at the halfback, particularly with Dylan Brown stealing points off Moses as well could could hurt. JT, um, what are your thoughts on Stags? Yeah, I mean, we brought him in for the massive price, wasn't he? He's still got a way to go. Had a poor game last week, but you see what he can do. Broncos love going down his side. Um, even last week, he turned Seville inside and out. So you saw that at the start of the game, thought he was ready to kick on, but they just had an absolute bludger. So, no, I'd be hanging on to him um, personally, just given there's so many more price rises to come, and he looks like he could go to that next level. So willing to um, give the faith. But, yeah, as Ben G said, it's the year for making these short-term trades. So, yeah, personally can't do it, but, yeah. Are you guys going to keep Lolo and Stags in the pine this week, Ben? Yeah, and Cleary. 
And do, and are you like confident in your your queries? Are you confident in the the fill-ins for this week? Because I think that's my biggest problem. I need I'm trying to get as many points now as possible. So so if you weren't playing, um, so if you got Lolo and Stags in the pine, who would you be playing in your centre wing, and then who would be in your second row? I'd probably have Yo, Asako, Hampton, and Willie Army. And second row, I've got Madison, Arrow, uh, Lucy, uh, Liam Knight still there, and Katoa. So I'd probably end up having to play Willie Army and maybe like a, a JTB or Blake Braley or something like that. And as well, I mean, they, I, could be, they could be, they could come off like no, JTB got 70 on the weekend, he scored a try, anything's possible. I just don't have the confidence in it. But I do like that Willie Arme play this week against the Bulldogs. So I, I wouldn't be scared at all about playing him in your centre wing. And I'm I'm flirting with that idea at the moment. And and as I think I told you off the pod, maybe going night to uh, to Yao in my um, uh, in my second row, playing Willie Arme, and then doing a switch um, next week um, if needed. Um, but we'll. We'll see what see what happens there. I just want to hold on to Willie and Lomax definitely with that upcoming game against um, the Titans. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, moving on from Stags, I think we're 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 split down the middle, and I reckon that's going to be a pretty um, uh, that'll be a pretty interesting one. Interesting one to see how that plays out. Move on to the eighth most traded in traded out player, Jason Taumalolo. Um, this is. Uh, Benny G really playing to your rule of um, trading out guys that are um, worth a lot of coin to, to trade them back in, right? Um, and I was listening to a, another podcast, um, I think late last night, early this morning, and, and that guy was had traded in Val Holmes for one game against the Titans and now looking to trade him out straight away uh, for Tedesco. So um, it's a very, very different tactic than we haven't seen before, and and uh, maybe it's one to deploy. So, Benny G, would you think about trading out Tamalolo just for this week and maybe next, um, and then to to bring him back in, or just something you're not even considering? Uh, as a Cowboys fan, it kills me to think about it. Um, but uh, yeah, it is, it is a tactic that I have definitely thought about. Uh, my problem is that I really want to get Grant and Cleary back in next week. So, if I trade, and I'll Therefore, I want to bring Best in this week. So if I trade Lolo out and he's back next week, then I'm kind of in a pickle again. Um, yeah, I, I've just got to keep playing around with my team to see how it looks with or without him. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna kill me to trade him out, but it's it's a possibility. I just I'm more keen on trading Stags out probably because Tamalolo is a um, a cowboy, and I've got other I need to bring in Best. And yeah, I don't know who I would be comfortable bringing in for him. The interesting thing, if I look at it, and JT, I'll go to you next uh, as the other big Cowboys fan here. Um, play at home this week, but then they've got a two-away game. So what happens with JT? Could he be out for a, a couple of weeks? Does he go on that road trip or is this a very minor injury? Well, it just depends. I think I was reading a thing on from NRL Physio last night that said the uh, Severity of it generally depends on how the injury came about. So it's uh, the bone bruising that he's got. So Paul Green came out in the press conference yesterday and said that it was a knock that he picked up, which according to NRL Physio means it's on the lower end of the scale. But they typically are unpredictable in terms of how they settle down. So while I think everyone's banking on just the one week at this stage, it still wasn't entirely confident that he wouldn't miss 
the next week, especially given the road trip, um, flying in, flying out and whatever can't be too good for that kind of injury. So yeah, I don't, I don't mind a, a trade out for him this week. Um, as much as Benny G has mentioned, he's a cowboy and he's a gun. You're going to have him in your side, but there's every chance that he could miss the next week as well. So. And if he doesn't, you bring him back in. But I think the only thing you do is trade him to a guy like Maddo. I don't think there's much other option there. If you're trading Lolo out, it's because you want points this week. So if you don't own Maddo, I could see bringing him in for Lolo. But uh, if you do, like Benny G's got a stacked second row by the sounds. So I'd be holding on to him. But yeah, he's a, he's a week-to-week at this stage, which isn't ideal. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh- I mean, that's the issue, right? You could trade him to Maddo, but then you've still got somebody like a Liam Knight that's just completely stinking up in your side, break even in the mid-60s. So um, there's, there's a, there are some valid reasons to hold Tambololo, but then if he misses next week, um, that's just um, an absolute killer. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little bit undecided um, there. Um, my, the, what that does do, and something that I have been playing with as well, um, purely for the matchups, is that if I was to trade um, Lolo this week um, to say Yao uh, as an example, just to make sure I don't miss his price, then I would seriously considering going Arthur Sanofo uh, for that that matchup against um, the, the Titans. Um, yes, he's at top price at the moment, but we're all chasing points. Um, he could be set for a huge, huge game against the Titans. Um, and he's still a massive pod rider at that price. So that's that's something that I'm potentially looking at as well. What do you think about that, Benny G? Yeah, I think it's great. It's This is the year to, even if you are planning to bring someone in for one week, this is the year to do it. Um, and, yeah, I, I'd be pretty happy with that. I was Yeah, I was trying to work out a way that if I could sneak in NoFo this week, but along with my other 10 trades I want to make, but... Yeah, I don't think I can make that happen. And I don't know what his ownership's like, but it could be another pot move because he just keeps killing it. Mm. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, all you got to hope is that Knight has uh, one or two big games or reasonably big games the next couple of weeks. So you can just make that trade to back to Lolo when he's um, fit and firing in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, okay, let's move along. We've only got a couple of trade-outs um, to run through now. Just one more, actually, in Sean Johnson. So I thought this one was quite interesting and circled this one just because um, the Sharks do have a really good draw ahead. And, JT, I believe that that's your whiskey that's just showed up. So Be right I'll, back. I'll let you go, mate. And Benny G and I will carry the rest of the podcast here. Um, SJ, if you own him, would you be looking to trade him out, mate, or are you just going to hold him? I do own him. And I'm very conflicted at the moment. I, I watched the game on the weekend and he did not look interested. Um, every time he got the ball, it was just pass. He didn't really look like he was running it that much. Or, yeah, I just don't know what happened. I don't know if the Tigers' defence was just always up in his face. But Moylan looked like the one that was actually dangerous with the ball. Um, I was I was really worried just watching him. I'm like, what what's happened? It looks like he's injured again. I was waiting for something to come out with an injury, but... I mean, his run coming up looks great. Um, I've, I could see him putting on like 100 against the Cowboys this weekend. It's just I'm so unknown. I think I've just got – I think I'm going to have to hold him, but that's because I've got a few other issues that I want to sort out. But, I mean, trading him to someone like Munster, if you've got him in your 5-8, seems like a great trade to me if your team looks good otherwise. Really, so that's interesting. So let's look at what they've got ahead, and 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 I think it's really important to consider this. 
Um, he's absolutely someone I'm targeting probably for next round. Um, so they've got the Dragons, then the Bulldogs, and then they've got Seagulls, but they finish up in round eight with the Titans. So three of those four, that looks like super easy matchups for SJ just to put on a bit of a clinic there. Um, yeah. So with his break even of 120, I think, 100, what is it? It's 120, 140 this week. It's very high. 140. 140. Um, so I'm probably, um, move that I'm looking to maybe do is just to hold um, drink water for this week and next um, and then um, and then to make the switch of drink water to um, to SJ for that Bulldogs clash uh, and then he's got the Bulldogs and the Titans over the space of three weeks. So that's probably my target target move of what I'm looking at. Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a great play. I mean, I thought he had a great matchup against the Tigers, but he pulled out 22. So he, he can do that, and we've known SJ over the years to be able to do that. Man, that was really quick, JT. I'm glad you made it back. <sighs> <laughs> how many whiskers have you had already? <laughs> Got three in the pack, mate. We'll see how long that lasts. Are they are they full bottles, half bottles? What no, no, they? no. Little uh, 60, 80 mil bottles, but uh, they're quite fancy. So, what are you going to do next weekend after you finished them? <laughs> next weekend, please. No, you go the month. So uh, you in moderation. So I think I might have one on every Sunday solo pod that I do. How about that? You have well, it's not six rums, but anyway, <laughs> it's a lot fancy. I'm a fancy bloke, mate. It is. Uh, so that's the, the end of the, the trade-outs um, that we had listed here. JT, is there any that you're thinking about that haven't been mentioned? Um, we uh, um, Sorry, we just spoke about SJ, and that was um, a pretty much 50-50 between Benny, G and I. Um, what, is there anyone else that, that you wanted to add? I uh, had Corey Horsburgh on the chopping block for mine this week, but have kept him in um, just to move turbo and get rid of uh Ramian and that so yeah he's one that i'm eyeing off over the next couple of weeks to move on uh happy to hold him for now anyway and bank a you know, 50 or so this week but yeah just not um not delivering as i'd hoped but yeah given bateman as well i think i mentioned last night might be out for a lot longer than we thought if you're holding a guy like Tarpanay or horsborough uh, it's not the worst at this stage they'll continue to get the minutes but yeah He's one that I'm looking at over the next couple of weeks, pending how he goes. Okay. Benny G, any more from you, mate, or are we going to wrap up the pod? Yeah, no. Other than Liam Knight and then the two injuries with um, oh, the suspensions of Stags and Tamalolo, they're probably the three that I'm looking at trading out. And obviously, Braley next week. Okay. Well, very good. Um, thanks for turning your TV off this week, Benny G. That was, um, that's good. Nice of you. Thanks, mate. Too easy. All right, say good day to Katie for me as well. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> All right, uh, Justin, uh, thanks for jumping on um, three podcasts in four days. Um, it's been a big effort from yourself. Um, you've really taken taken to another gear uh, this year. Just don't um, don't get upset when your team crumbles, which it's going to do, and then um, crack the shits and walk away. Even if it crumbles, mate, I'll be down the bottom with you, champ. So no, we'll ride it out together. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, thanks very much. Good luck with your trades um, for the weekend and enjoy round four of the footy. Yeah. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 